All right, you can hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. So I thought you had originally told me the story, but it turns out that you didn't. So I have two stories for you. The first story, both animal related, because I know that you kind of like getting into animals and shit like that. This is about um, soldiers in World War II that were eaten by sharks. I don't know if you ever saw this. Were they, uh, were they the good guys or the bad guys? They were the good guys, dude. It was a feeding frenzy after a Japanese submarine torpedoed the USS Indianapolis on July 30th, 1945 during World War II. Some 900 American sailors were stranded in shark-infested waters where an estimated 50 men a day were ripped apart by sharks. Yeah, I've heard about that. Was that, was that. That's not Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, a similar thing happened, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Because of all the blood in the water, it was like a feeding frenzy with these giant tiger sharks. Isn't that crazy? So that's one of them. And then another one is uh, Ramry Island. So I I think it was on TikTok I saw this. Some dude went on Rogan, and uh, he was talking about this. And they actually went back to this island. I'll tell you at the end, but... In 1968, Guinness Book of World Record awarded the most dubious distinction of most human fatalities in a crocodile attack at roughly 900 dead. Um, it was a deadliest crocodile 900 attack. 900 people? 900 people. Uh, when Japan invasion of Asia was nearing its ends, on all fronts, they were attacked by the Allied forces, so they had to run deep into this island, like this swampy-ass island, where 900 people were killed by crocodiles. So oh, the, dude that, the dude that went on Rogan, I think he's like an animal more of an animal guy than he is an historian, but like kind of a little bit both. Yeah. So they went to this Island to be like, okay, so what's going on there? And when they were at the Island, his camera guy got attacked by an alligator and they ended up having to kill it in the alligator or a crocodile. And they can live to be super old. Yeah. I think it was like a hundred years old. So like the crocodile that got him might've been a crocodile that took down one of his soldiers <laughs> way back then. They say that if they get, uh, if uh, animals get the taste of human flesh, that, they, that, they seek that out. That's like uh, the the crocodile in Peter Pan who chased around uh, Captain Hook who Captain ate his hand. Yep. That, was that it? Wait, was that crocodile named TikTok? No. No. Maybe. Oh, he ate a clock and he would just go TikTok. 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 <laughs> that would have tied in the whole TikTok thing pretty good if that was true. I'm playing the fucking music there. All right, good. <laughs> Welcome to the Morning Skate, episode 292. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. We have some awards, the NHL draft, all these different things. I'm joined by my co-host, Brownie. This is Ken, by the way. Brownie, how's everything going? Good, buddy. Uh, a, a, a weird uh, dynamic that it's daylight and we're doing this, but uh, we got to get I'm it sober. out. For the I'm sober. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and listen, with your story and everything that's going on, I think the moral of the story here is stay out of the fucking ocean. Yeah, stay out of the ocean. But I'm going to be on lakes all weekend, so that's going to be a lot. Actually, I'm going to be in the ocean, so fuck me. Well, you got to be fucking careful out there, dude. You never. Well, I'm not going deep. Yeah. Oh, I, there's a sad story coming up in Dump and Change about the ocean, too. I, just I go know. right about maybe like me level when I go in the ocean. Well, it depends how much I'm drinking. I may go waist level. <laughs> waist level would scare the fuck out of me, dude. That's where the sharks <laughs> hang out, man. You got to do it. That's a true story. But um, yeah, let's just hop into it. We have a lot to talk about. Again, middle of the day, Mia Culpa's. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mia Culpa's with Cat and Brownie. Okay, so top 10 points for U.S. born defensemen. You were correct with Phil Housley leading the way. 
followed up by Brian Leach, Chelios, Gary Suter, Matthew Schneider, Mark Howe, Reed Larson, Kevin Hatcher, Ryan Suter, which was kind of surprising to me, and then John Carlson clocking in at number 10 with room to catch some of these guys. Probably. Yeah, Carlson will definitely end up catching up. Uh, I was pretty sure that Phil Housley was number one, so I feel good about it. Yeah, that. you're right. Uh, and there might be some Russian bias in the Hall of Fame. There are only five Russian players and one coach in the Hall. Uh, Anatoly Taras, Tarasov is the coach. Vladisov Tretiak. Oh, I'm just going last name. Fedosov, Karmolov, Igor Larionov, and Pavel Burry. Those are the five Russian players. How, Fedorov's not in there? No. That's fucking So maybe there is some Russian bias. I mean, there has to be. Yeah, I mean, we maybe we've uh, maybe oh, we've uncovered something. Would you uh, argue that Fedorov was as more of an important player than Pavel Burry was during their times? Like, I think Fedorov was bigger than Burry. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. And, and with all he's given to the game, because he's still coaching and stuff. And they and like Konstantinov, his career was cut short, but they said yeah. that he was like one of the most bad motherfuckers to ever play. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting, man. So there could be something to it. Yeah. Um, the track at Daytona is actually two and a half miles long. Yeah. And at during race, it takes 45 seconds to go around it, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. The track is 40 feet wide and the incline is 31 degrees. Yeah. So you so, have trouble running that. Yeah. It's uh so that would be I, a hilarious parade if everybody's drinking. I uh, <laughs> I uh I kind of fell into Dale Earnhardt TikTok the other day and oh, about like, his accident and shit at Daytona. So Tied right back in there, but there not too many mea culpas. I was oh, right about Phil Housley. Fairly clean. Buzzing. Uh, all right, NHL news. All right, NHL news time. Here we go. So the NHL awards Monday night. I don't, you wanna, I don't know if you want to read all the people. You just want to read winners, whatever. You yeah, I'm just going to read winners. Yeah. Um, NHL award night in Nashville hosted by Dirks Bentley. Had many country music artists handing out the awards. Darius Rucker. Uh, He's the only guy I knew. Hootie or Blowfish? He was Hootie. No, there is no Hootie. That was just the name of the band. He was the lead singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. Whatever, dude. Uh, Listen, I'm going to get on a a stump for Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker, who I've met a few times because he used to uh, hang out at the bar that sponsored my roller hockey team. Darius Rucker and the rest of the guys in the band are the greatest fucking guys on the planet. He's like a gentleman, dude. He, one time, I was going down to Charleston. I had nowhere to stay, and he was just kind of overheard because we were in, like, this big group of people. He offered me to stay on his sailboat. He didn't even know me. No shit. Great guy. You should. So, no, you I did. Well, you should. know what? I was like, I should have steal a T-shirt, and then I'm like, why would I do that? He was such a nice guy. Yeah. Great well, guy. Um, let's just kind of get into the awards. The Ted Lindsay Award, uh, Connor McDavid, um, the Lady Bing, which is like the biggest pussy in the league award. Anze Kopitar, uh, the Mark Messier Leadership Award went to Steven Stamkos. The EJ McGuire Award of Excellence given to a prospect winner, Connor Bedard. No great. I mean, like, come on. They yeah. just did that, I think, to get him on the thing. <laughs> Definitely. The Calder Trophy went to Maddie Berniers. He had a pretty good uh, rookie campaign in Seattle. Asshole. Um, the Selkie went to Patrice Bergeron for the NHL record sixth. Um, I see that there's some Devils fans saying that Nico Heischer is going to end up catching that at some point in his career. Not a chance. Not a chance. The Bill Masterton Trophy, um, that went to Chris Letang. This can we stop for one sec? This yeah, was the it. best, the best yeah. presentation of the night because all the other awards had some fucking low rent country star come out that no one knew who the fuck they were. But this award, uh, Clayton Keller 
It was the head trainer talking about his injury. Uh, went talked about what he went through helping Kelly get back on the ice. Uh, Latang, it was one of his teammates, I forget his name, who talked about all that Latang means to the Penguins. And for Staylock, it was the team doctor. And it was all very emotional, uh, like talking about it. It was that was the by far the best presentation of the whole night. And Latang ended up taking it home. That yep. guy doing some shit and he keeps battling back. The Vesna went to uh, Linus Olmark. Biz called him Linus on the broadcast, too. His name. The King Clancy dedication to the community went to uh, Michael Backlund. The Willie O'Reed Community Hero Award went to Jason McCrimmon, the founder of Detroit Ice Dreams. He helps youth from underserved communities learn and play hockey. It's pretty cool stuff. Uh, the Jack Adams best coach went to Jim Montgomery, and his speech was pretty cool, talking about how he – We got to stop. I don't know. We're only eight and a half minutes in. You keep freezing. I don't – I don't think I'm freezing. I think it's no. You think it's on my end? Yes. You think the people are be able to hear you all the way through? I feel pretty good about it. All right, let's roll on. Um, keep this in. <laughs> we're gonna keep it in. We're gonna figure it out. And if this is a piece of shit podcast tomorrow, hand up. That one's on me. Um, yeah, best coach award, Jim Montgomery. So he had a really cool thing, and he talked about how like nice speech, fired yeah. him for the alcoholism and how it takes a team to kind of get through that and all that stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty good speech. The Norris. Went to uh, Eric Carlson, and if you kind of look at the stats, um, Adam Fox got absolutely snubbed. It was nice to see that a lot of people. I mean, it was either, it was Carlson or Fox. There was no other defenseman. Uh, poor Charlie McAvoy was tied 18th, which kind of a fall off from his previous year. But uh, I know what you're doing, dude. I, I'm not gonna fall for your bait on the McAvoy thing, but I am gonna say this is such bullshit. There needs to be two defensive awards. There needs to be an offensive defenseman and a defensive defenseman. Even the fucking highlight package they showed didn't show a single defensive play for the finalists. It was right. all goal scoring. I know right. I'm the, I know I'm the old guy yelling at clouds, but this <laughs> no, is, no, no, no. You're not the old guy yelling at the clouds. You just sound like that one parent who thought who thinks his kid's like really good. And no, I'm not saying McAvoy deserved an award for him. I am not him. saying McAvoy deserved it. I'm saying that Carlson is not the NHL's best fucking defenseman. Because there wasn't I, a fucking single highlight of any defensive plays. I was oh. fucking rattled that how many votes Adam Fox got. I thought it was going to be way closer, second and third. Because it was it, literally, it was Carlson and Fox, and there was like nobody else. It's points. It's all points. But you're telling me like that 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 voting thing that you sent, you take off, you, you sent, you, it was like the top 18, but it was actually 20 guys because there was a few people tied. Yep. I would take the bottom 10 over the high over the first 10 outside of Makar and Fox. Well, maybe that's maybe that's a, a graphic we can put together with Ken. And he and here this is how yep. everybody plays it. It was Eric Carlson, Adam Fox. So Carlson had 1585 points, Adam Fox had 1125, and then 553 went to Kevin Carr. So it was very clear that those were the top two. Uh Hampus Lindholm, uh, which when you told me that he had a shot of winning the Norris. Like in November, I thought you were a fucking idiot. So the fact that he finished fourth, good for you, Brownie. Thank you. Uh, Josh Morrissey, Dougie Hamilton, Miro Haskinen, Rasmus Dahlin, Quinn Hughes, Brent Burns, Vince Dunn, Brandon Montour, Jared Spurgeon, Devon Taves, Victor Hedman, Mikhail Sergachev, Jacob Slavin, Drew Doughty, and Charlie McFoy. So, yeah, hate to see it. Poor McFoy. <laughs> it was nice that they put him on the list, though. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, did, he did have one point. He did have one uh, – fifth place vote um 
I love it. Uh, and the hard trophy went to Connor McDavid. Uh, this was kind of cool with the uh, was it is the kid's name Ben Ben yep. Stelter? Yeah. Um, before the thing, before like everything happened, Biz was talking to him. Was like, hey, if you mention your hot tub, I'll donate five thousand dollars to any charity you want. And it ended up going to this kid's family, which good on Biz. Biz looked great, by the way. Cowboy hat, fucking yep. yeah, he'll a tuxedo. Um, but yeah, Connor McDavid, the Hart Trophy, guy's a fucking baller. Uh, there's nothing really else you can say about that. We have our NHL All-Star teams. First team, Jason Robertson, Connor McDavid, David Pasternak, Eric Carlson, Adam Fox, and Linus Olmark. Uh, your second team, Artemi Panarin, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Matthew Kachuk, Hampus Lindholm, Kale McCarr, and Ilya Sorokin. And then the all-rookie team, Maddie Beneers, Wyatt Johnson, Matthias McKelly, Michelli, uh, Owen, Owen Power, Jake Sanderson, and Stuart Skinner. So for some reason, I don't think either of those teams are that good, but you could make the argument that the uh, second team beats the first team. You can make the argument that you can make a team of completely different players that would fucking shit pump both of those teams. Yeah, that's fair too. (laughs) Like like you can have, you can have Crosby, Martian, McKinnon. And then for defense is McCarr here. Yeah. McCarr McCarr is on the second team. Uh, I mean, you could do, you could do Hedman. Hedman and like fucking. I'll take Vince Dunn with Hedman. Yeah, and then put like Igor Shosturkin as your goalie. I take yeah. that. <laughs> Crazy. Um. All right, we got we have some trades to announce. So, Colorado acquired the fucking biggest, softest motherfucker in the whole league, Ryan Johansson from Nashville, in exchange for Alex Galchenyuk. When Nashville returning fifty percent of Johansson's salary, two years at eight million AAV. He's a pussy. I I just I really don't like that guy. But the second deal is a good one. 100%. They traded a second-round pick in this year's draft to Tampa Bay for Ross Colton. Ross Colton, I hate – I fucking hate Ross Colton, but if he's on your team, you're going to – you'd like uh, that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Calgary rounded out their coaching staff amidst everyone making plans to leave. Mark Savard, Dan Lambert, uh, Kale McLean were named as assistant coaches, but Jason LaBarbera, remember that guy? He's yep. the goalie coach. And then Jamie Pringle named as the video coach. Kind of cool name. That's an entirely new staff under new head coach Ryan Huska. Uh, they weren't done. They traded Tyler Toffoli to New Jersey for Igor Sharangovich and a 2023 third uh, round pick, 80th overall. Then the team inked Sharangovich to a two-year $3.1 million AAV. Why is everybody stroking off the devils for this? Like, is Tyler Toffoli that good? He does not get my dick hard at all. Well, I think he's a good player. You know, it doesn't hurt them by any means. I don't think it hurts them, but everybody's acting like they just picked up fucking like Taylor Hall when Taylor Hall won the MVP award. Well, for what they got rid, for what they lost for Tyler Toffoli, it's a good deal for them. I just don't think he's that good. I don't know. Um, the Flames are the only team in the league to have four players win the King Clancy Trophy: Landon McDonald, Joe Newendike, your boy Jerome McGinley, and now uh, Michael Backlund. McJesus, yep. um, only four players have won three Hart Trophies at age twenty-six or younger: Wayne, Bobby, and Bobby. It's Bobby Orr, Bobby Clark, and now Connor McDavid. Only three players in the history of the NHL have been voted most outstanding players by the NHLPA four or more times, Gretzky, Lemieux, and now McDavid. I mean, pretty fucking crazy that Crosby's not on this list. But What's even more crazy is that the NHL saw fit to not put the Edmonton games on in fucking primetime during the playoffs. It's fucking... Market your best fucking player. You would think. Uh, the San Jose Sharks have hired Patrick Marlowe as a player development coach and hockey ops advisor. Good for them. Stay with stay within the organization. Dallas signed Evgeny Dadanov uh, to a two-year contract extension, two point two five. I think they went out and got him at the deadline this year, right from Montreal. Yeah, I think they traded Garyanov or whatever. So 
Staying with that, and then Dallas announced that Ben Bishop will be the Stars' director of player development beginning July 1st once his Buffalo contract expires. Good for Benny Bish. So Vegas, uh, they traded Riley Smith to Pittsburgh for a third-round pick, one of the original Misfits, and then about half hour later signed Ivan Barbashev to a five-year, $5 million contract. Um, thanks for winning a cup, Riley. See you later. Second guy who touched the cup. I got to look up this part. Tell me what you think about this, and then because I got to look up this guy's stats. What am I? What am? What am I well, telling what do you? Think you? About, what do you think about Vegas doing this shit? Well, I mean, it's a business, right? So it's it's tough to see Riley Smith leave as one of the originals. But I mean, talk about a soft landing. Hey, you're gonna go play second line by Crosby. So not not a bad landing spot for him. And Barbashev for that price, five million AAV. That's a good price for Barbashev. See, you know? I don't know if it is. It's a lot of money. He's one of, The most he's ever put up is 60 points in a year, which is more than I thought that he did. He had 26 goals, 34 assists for St. Louis while playing all 81 games. This year he only had 16 goals and 29 assists. Five million dollars is a lot of money. But yeah, as you not for a first see, line, not for a first line winger. I don't know. He, I think he has a lot more incentives. Yeah, exactly. He makes those big hits, the big plays. He gets all yeah. kinds of room for Eichel and uh, Marshall Salt. So, yeah. hey, they like them. Uh, Montreal, after losing out, I'm, sh- I'm sure the Pierre Luc Dubois is in here somewhere, but they lost yeah. out on him. Um, so, you know what they did is they, they just went and they got themselves an Alex Newhook instead. Uh, for Montreal's 31st from Florida and 37th picks in the 2023 draft, and Gianni Fairbrother. Before we go any further, a lot of these deals, everyone's like, oh, they got this guy. They got this guy. They don't necessarily have the guy. And this drives me crazy. They have the rights to negotiate ahead of the July 1st. They buy themselves a week. So like later on, there's one where Corey Perry went to Chicago. Corey Perry is not a Chicago Blackhawk. They have a week to negotiate with him before free agency. That's all. Just drives me crazy. I didn't even see that one. Um, your Bruins, they traded Taylor Hall in the remaining two years at $6 million, along with the rights to negotiate with Nick Foligno to Chicago for the rights to negotiate with a restricted free agent Ian Mitchell and an AHL whatever. This was a salary dump. Yep. To me, this is the Bruins saying, hey, we want Bertuzzi. Yeah. That would be- but, but it would be nice if they actually signed Bertuzzi instead yeah. of this hanging over them. Um, the Bruins then traded AHL center Shane Bowers to New Jersey for AHL defense and Riley Walsh, a hometown kid. Uh, per multiple reports, he's just getting started. And I don't know if you saw this, but Lucic is heading back to Boston. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. I fucking Riley, love it. I, Riley Walsh is from my hometown, Framingham. That's cool. That's Why aren't so we cool. more excited about Lucic? If I was a Bruins fan, I'd be fucking it, it, I want to see the price tag. If Lucic comes in at 900K or what less. It is. Sure. I think it's, I think it's a one year nine hundred thousand dollar deal. Then I'm all for it for his yeah, four dude. nine minutes. Fuck but, yeah, man! But if they but if they start talking like a two year deal at two million AAV, then it's a fucking ridiculous signing. No, I think that this was this was very smart in a sense. Where hey, and if it gets Bergeron back, hey, I'm that's all for what it. I was. <laughs> I think it's smart in terms of getting Bergeron and Krejci to come back. Hey, we got yeah. the boys. Because yeah, Lucic, he might not be the same player, but like he was very loved in that locker room. And oh like, yeah, and he can still contribute. Like he can play fourth line minutes, and he'll fight, and he'll. He's set a motherfucker to play against. Yeah. Dude. Yep. Yep. So and it's um, got to be the right price. That's my only caveat. Speaking of right price, I'll tell you a wrong price. Chicago signed Nick Foligno to a one-year, four million dollar contract. I guess they probably have a lot of cap. They have to hit the league minimum. Hit. So, but that's a. I mean, cash in Nick Foligno get to play with the fucking new Wonder Boy. Like, well, think about it, Nick Foligno. 
when is he two years here? His first year was horrible fighting injuries, but everyone loves him. He sets a good tone and he's going to teach Bedard how to be a true pro. So. And I'll stick up for him too. If anybody, exactly. Yep. Um, they also traded a seventh round pick, uh, to Tampa for the rights to Corey Perry and sent future considerations into to the Island for a 2026 20, second round pick and Josh Bailey, who was, who they immediately placed on waivers ahead of buying him out. Bailey's in the final year of his year, which is for $5 million. The buyout would be a year at 2.6 and a year at 1.1. If no other team picks him up, nobody's going to pick him up. Shout out to shout out to bar down. They put out a a banner, a Chicago banner, and it said Josh Bailey, 2023 to 2023. (laughs) He like retiring his number. I think he he could be a player that could help a really good hockey team. I think Josh Bailey's going to go right back to the Islanders. Nah, they're going to buy him out. He's going to sign as a UFA. It's, it's just a, it's just money manipulation. Maybe. Um, so the draft so far, Connor Bedard obviously goes first to Chicago. Um, Carrie Price forgot the Montreal picks last name, which yeah, was, was funny. pretty crazy. Um, San Jose Sharks picked Will Smith at four. He walked onto the stage with Fresh Prince music, and then the gremlin Emily Kaplan like asked him to sing the song as an oh, interview. Like, I didn't see that. Yeah, like, welcome to the NHL, kid. I saw uh, the uh, entire Arizona like draft group all walking in in matching suits. Yeah, saw that. Did you see how like there was this one podcast in Nashville and they were walking around asking random people questions and they found Kyle Davidson and they didn't know it was Kyle Davidson. It was asking him questions about like how many games you've been to, can you name people in the league and all this shit, and he just oh, played really? along. And uh, then he's like, yeah, I'm Kyle Davidson. And they're like, yeah, okay, bud. And then they looked it up and they're like, holy fuck, that was Kyle <laughs> Davidson. Dude, it was actually a really fucking that, funny. That thing. actually reeks of something we would do. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the first time. Um I'm just going to talk about them really, really quick, so I'm going to have to talk about them later. The Rangers drafted Gabe Perot with their 23rd overall pick. Um, pros, he holds a franchise record for the development program in points. He had more points than Jack Hughes did. Cons, uh, he's a U.S. kid from the National Development Program, and they said that he needs help with skating. So Ooh. every year they draft a player that can't skate, and they wonder what the fuck happened. So that's kind of what's going on in Rangers land right now. Um, but, but, but Arizona traded a 2024 second round pick to the Kings for Sean Dersey. Um, Cronin pretty much told me the blues were going to win the cup this year because they, uh, they got Kevin Hayes for a sixth round pick and they, and Philly also retained 50% of the salary. That's three more years of 3.5, uh, would have been more parts if Tory Krug enacted his no trade clause in terms of going to Philadelphia. Kind of crazy that he wouldn't do that, dude. Like St. Louis is a fucking dump. Like of a city, like it's not Philadelphia like as a dumpster fire of a team. Yeah, but I would much rather live in Philly than I would live in St. Louis. And neither they team are. Yeah, they're not living. Different. It's very different how they live as NHL players. And Tory Krug's probably looking at Tortorella, and Tortorella would hate a player like Tory Krug. Yeah, I don't know, man. That that kind of blew blew my mind a little bit. I'll, but right. I'll take Luchich back over Tory Krug all day, every day. And, and now Kevin Hayes is going to go to St. Louis and he's going to pretend like, oh, I'm best friends with Walt Kachuk, dude. I'm the new Mister St. I fucking hate Kevin Hayes, dude. <laughs> um, New Jersey Devils they resigned Air Collar for three more years at three point one five. That's a good deal considering he yep. fucking put Mika Zibanejad in a locker for seven games. Uh, he's 32 years old at a sideline of 14 goals, 27 points, and 41. Wait, 14 goals, 27 assists, 41 points, and 80 games played last year. 
47 PIMS and the regular season at plus 13. And then he added another four goals, two assists for six points in 12 playoff games. He ended the regular season with a 54.2% faceoff rate and averaged around 16.1638 time on ice. Good stats, Brownie. Well, they um, would have been better because it was him and then stall, like boom, boom. But then all this other stuff happened. So, if so you, when we get down to Carolina, you'll see. I fucking hate the Devils, but like I, I can I can at least say I respect Eric Hall. He played. Really That's well. fine. Um, they also traded Mackenzie Blackwood to San Jose for a six round pick. Who cares? And then they re-signed Timo Meyer, eight-year deal, $8.8 million a year. He said that he left more money on the table because he wants to win a cup. Is $8.8 million a year not enough for you, Timo Meyer? So Who the fuck are of, you saying you left money on the table? You're Timo Meyer, dude. You're in not light of Timo Meyer, right? For, Timo Meyer, eight for 8.8. Does that now make the Ivan Barbashev five for five seem better? I feel like the money's getting higher, but the cap's staying the same. Yeah, well, then that means something's going to give. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Winnipeg in a sign and trade with the Kings. The Jets moved Pierre-Luc Dubois for Gabe Velarde, Alex Ayafala, Rasmus Kubari in a 2024 second round pick. And then he was signed for eight years at 8.5. This is just all reputation because what the fuck has this guy done on the ice that deserves 8.5 million? That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, it's not my money, so I don't give a fuck. But and I love somebody tweeted out that one shift that he had when he was on Columbus, where he like literally didn't do anything, and then Tortorella scratched him for the rest of the game. And then he sat there and stared straight ahead while Tortorella was yelling at him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Toronto signed Dantas Holmberg, two-year contract extension, and David Camp, a fourth liner for a four-year, two-point-four million-dollar AAV. That's what I'm talking about. Like this money is getting out of control. Mm. Um, and the most lukewarm endorsement of all time, the team announced that Sheldon Keefe would be returning for the upcoming season. I know everybody was really worried about that. <laughs> well, Keefe and his family were. Detroit sent future considerations to Edmonton for Kyer Yamamoto and the rights to Clem Costin. I love Clem Costin. This is Steve Eisenman. Dude, the Red Wings are going to be a fucking problem. Like, I don't yeah. know next year, but they're going to end up – it's going to suck to play against it's them. a bunch of pricks. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I want to be – Carolina, they re-signed Jordan Starr four more years at a 2.9 AAV. He's 34 at a stat line of 17 goals, 17 assists for 34 points in 81 games played. 32 pims and the regular season with a plus seven. Add another two goals, six assists, eight points in 15 playoff games. He ended the regular season with a 55.7% faceoff rate, averaged 16-16 time on ice. So $2.9 million a year for third, probably third line center, second, third line center, who's going to... Stall is a, he's a bitch he's a, with the fucking puck possession and crucial yeah. faceoffs. Yeah. Um, I, I I like that deal for Carolina. So honoring teammate teammates. Oh wow, Timu Solani told the story about when he acquired a new dog while playing for the Winnipeg Jets. I had a hard time coming up with a good name, but when I picked him up, he threw up, pooped, and peed in the car. And since I thought his head was quite large, I realized he was just like Domi, Tamo said with a chuckle. When Ty Domi heard about his namesake, he drove over to Solani's place to have a look. He was furious, and I had to lie to him and tell him that in Finland, it's a huge honor to have a friend name his dog after you. That calmed him down. Pretty funny source. That's Timo Solani's book, My Life. Is there anything, any story that makes you that you're like oh yeah that makes sense that ty domi would be mad like, <laughs> you're that fucking vain that you get mad like have you ever heard interviews of ty domi yeah when he talks about oh i could do this i could do this like that guy is not has no shortage of fucking confidence he can fight um all right dumb change well you know what though before we go further you know what gives you confidence and you're in the cold probably core core 
heated core. Heated so core. heated core is a heated base layer system, three adjustable heat settings. It lasts up to six hours on one battery. It's a carbon fiber heating elements that heat up quickly and are extra durable. And because it's a base layer, you feel the heat almost instantaneously. Batteries can be used to charge other devices like cell phones. The website is heatedcore.com. Hashtag outlast your adventure. Use morning skate 15 to save yourself 15% at heatedcore.com. Heated core. Heated core. Um, all right, man. So dump and chain. Yeah, fire it up. Oh, 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 oh. So talking about talking about danger in the ocean, German pro surfer Sebastian Studner rode a wave in Portugal that was measured at over 115 feet tall, which is nearly 40 feet tall than the previous record. Nope. Those, have you ever watched big wave surfing? Yeah, never in my it's, life would I do that. Oh, it's so cool, though. Um, the New York Yankee pitcher Domingo German threw the 24th. Domingo Oh, I don't. Yeah. Flew the to the twenty fourth perfect game in Major League Baseball history against the Oakland A's Wednesday night. That I can't believe there's only been twenty four ever. So actually, really funny. On the way to the gym this morning, I was with my buddy, and I was like, "Yeah, he threw a perfect game." And I was like, "I wonder who had the last perfect game." And he goes, "David Wells." I'm like, "Dude, that was in the nineties. There's no way it's David Wells." Yeah. David Wells threw on. It wasn't in the nineties, but the last perfect game I think was in two thousand and twelve. But didn't that didn't that kid throw one and they fucked up the call at first base? That was one of them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it Andres? No, not Andres Galarraga. He was a fucking power hitter. I forget what, what it was. Let me look this up. But yeah, pretty fucking crazy, dude. I had no idea it happened. I woke up this morning, went on Twitter, and I'm like, holy fuck, he did it. That's pretty yeah. pretty incredible. But yeah, yeah pretty cool. it's kind of crazy that there isn't that many perfect games. But I mean, it kind of makes sense because obviously it's very hard to do that. But Right, right. Uh, but yeah. Uh, all right, sad story here. More bad news in the ocean. Uh, NFL quarterback uh, Ryan, or former NFL quarterback Ryan Mallett was drowned on at Panama City Beach this week due to the strong riptide. This was the ninth drowning in the last year, making it the deadliest beach in the U.S. Uh, Mallett uh, was 35 and was coaching high school football. Uh, there, there was very not a whole lot of details about what happened, but a little pro tip for you. If you're on the beach and there's a riptide, First off, they warn you not to go in. You shouldn't go in. But if you're in, don't struggle against it. Just float like a cork. It'll pull you out. And then once you're out of the riptide, you can swim in. You, I don't what even happens, know what riptide is. Riptide is how water comes in and it, it'll like funnel. And it can be, if you if you look at, like if you Google riptides and videos, it's the water sometimes looks like it's boiling. That's how fast the current is. And oh, what happens yeah. is people people try to swim against it in panic and they, they tire out and drown. So just relax, go with the flow, and then swim in. But sad story. Uh, an uplifting story, though, at the European Team Championships, Belgian shot putter oh, Julian Maliga Boomqua, I'm going to yep. go with, looked sure. to the track for the 100-meter hurdles when none of her teammates were able to run. By completing the race, the team avoided a DQ and kept their hopes alive to avoid demotion in the league. I don't know if you saw this video, but this woman who, the shot putter, she's got to be like 6'5". I was gonna say she probably doesn't have the frame of no, dude. She was huge, and what she did, she ran the hurdles, and she basically just stepped over him. She finished like a good ten seconds behind everybody. But talk about you know we talk about all the time about being a good teammate. Yeah, that's a fucking good teammate right there. Call Brown. 
Uh, oh, and then the update on uh, Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg. Elon Musk has accepted the help of MMA legend George St. Pierre in his training. Fuck so yeah, dude. George maybe this will actually Pierre. happen. Shit, dude. Uh, this is my favorite story of the week outside yeah. of hockey. This kid, Eric Gutierrez, who I think they said he was 22. He convinced the teller at the cage of the Circuit Casino in Las Vegas that he was the owner of the casino, who's in his 50s, and needed cash payments for the local fire department for fire extinguisher inspections. The cash was made in installments of 314000 300000 and then another 500000 totaling over $1.1. He was arrested within a day since he left the scene in his aunt's car and had the cash at his aunt's house in a bag with Circa on the side and banded cash with Circa on the bands. It sounded like he didn't think he was going to get away with it, you know, when they caught him. Uh, 314000 is still missing, so good on him. I think, like... <coughs> is it wrong that I always root for the robbers in these no, scenarios? Dude, I don't think so, man. Like, I feel like he should get no jail time and keep half the money. If the people are dumb enough to give him that... <laughs> yeah, then, exactly. Why is he getting in trouble for that? Exactly. He just asked. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee State, this is a nice story. Tennessee State will become the first historical... Uh, how do you say HBCU. Historical black college or university to offer college hockey and will partner with the NHL, NHLPA and the Nashville Predators. So good on them. And then there's a real life happy Gilmore. He signed with Ball State to play golf for the school and got some love from the Sandman on Twitter when the actor tweeted, go get him happy pulling for you. The kid's first name is Landon, but he's been going by happy since he was about six years old. Okay. So kind of a cool story. I don't hate it. That's it. That's uh, it for dump and change. Yeah, the Rangers suck. So that's what I have on that. And then what do you got for the Bruins? Uh, with his sell with his six Selkie trophy, Bergeron received 186 out of a possible 196 first place votes. This was the most def- decisive win. 30, 33 minutes and 18 seconds. <laughs> this was the most decisive win of his six wins and the most dominant vote in the trophies 45 year history. And the fact that you commented on the thing, I did a I did a blog about this. And in the blog, I wrote that you've started notating when I bring up Bergeron's name. Mm-hmm. And I and I said in the blog, and I'll say it here for the microphone, I wear that as a badge of fucking honor. <laughs> so, uh, so you mentioned a blog. I just want to mention a blog that Cronin wrote. Did you read the like the five dumbest things that you could do? For what? Uh, it was, hold on, I got to fucking, dude, it was fucking hilarious. I'll read you the title. Five dumbest things you could do in terms of what? Give me two seconds. I'll tell oh. you. Uh, a short list of things not quite as stupid as voting Connor McDavid the fifth best mm. player in hockey this year. That was the blog, right? Cronin did that? Yeah. Did you get yeah. to read it? I did read that. It was the one. <laughs> I'm just going to read, actually. Yeah, I'm going to read one paragraph. Trying to take a submarine that you know has egregious mechanical flaws 12,000 feet deep into the ocean. Hopefully no one ever tries this because that would most certainly end in tragedy. One that... Uh, hopefully the internet wouldn't aggressively mock on every social platform known to man as it was happening, because that would just be distasteful. There are so many many people that are butthurt. Like you, what do you, you get what you get. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's literally the fuck around and find out. Um, Then there was a Luchik rumors. Like we, you and I touched upon it. Like I said, you say Luchik and you've said Luchik since you've ever come on this podcast, but everything I've ever heard is Luchik. So is it like, is that just a you thing? Is that is that like a Boston thing? I think Hal says it the same as me, right? Didn't we have this conversation when Hal was on? No. I got to text him. I think so. So anyways, at the right price, I'm all for it. Uh, and the Bruins drafted a center today. That's all I know about him. 
Uh, then quickly, Northeastern, Lauren McGinnis, uh, daughter of Al McGinnis, who also wears number two in honor of her dad. And she has a boomer of a slap shot, just like her old man. She signed on with the Buffalo Buttes. So good for her. Former Husky. When was she a Husky? What? What's that face for? When was she a Husky? Uh, she graduated last year or two years ago. She, Dude, Al McGinnis' daughter is on Northeastern? Yeah. How did I not know that? I don't know. We should have got her on the fucking pod, dude. That would have been yeah. sick. Alec Kenneth had a rifle. I know, like, but you, you want to get her on to talk about her. You don't want to get her on to talk about her dad. You know, well, I would like to get her on and talk about like yeah, everything. Like yeah, growing yeah. up with Alec Kenneth is your dad and like playing fucking <laughs> hockey. How was then, that? Like, was that fucking cool? Be, like, you had a far really far hard shot. Like, that would have been the kind of a cool. Well, fucking clearly, uh, clappers are hereditary because she had a big shot too. So there you go. There you go. Um, beer league roundup. Do you got anything? I was going to play. Go ahead. I didn't know you were going to play the play the thing. That's what you're waiting on. Uh, I was going to play last night. All set to go. Green light all the way. And then I see in the, the bench app thing, someone goes, are there two goalies? And then it was like crickets for about a half hour. And then the guy who was running it was like, we have one goalie confirmed and an excellent shooter tutor. Then I moved my finger over to the out and I did not go. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not driving 40 minutes to fucking one goalie. No, I get that. So Um, that was all I got. Like, do people even care that I play softball because it's a hockey podcast? Because something really cool happened in softball this year. No, I mean, listen, if I tolerate, I'm sure listeners do. So go ahead. We beat a team that was undefeated, and this team, we've never even sniffed beating them before. So that was kind of huge. So then we went to our bar afterwards, and I got fucked up on a Tuesday. It was a really, really good time. That's what I got. Nice. Um, All right. Heroes and zeros. Yeah, that really wasn't that exciting, was it? All right, heroes and zeros time. Brownie, go for it. Uh, I'm going to go with my heroes first. Uh, So with the 4th of July coming, we go to South Shore, Massachusetts, where July 3rd is the big night. We've talked about that before the podcast. My buddy Fish, he sent the picture. I'm not going to go any more beyond names of that. He sent the picture of uh, the pallets of fireworks that he went home with. I believe the neighborhood all chips in, and I believe it's pushing – Pushing 5K. This is the uh, where's the camera? <coughs> oh, yeah, can you see yeah. that? Yep, so uh, shout out to Fish and Rolo because the three of us are the uh, the boom experts as we call ourselves. We're the ones that light it off every year. So, the end of the night, we just got to have 10, 10, 1, and 2. That's the goal. There you go. So, that's my heroes. My hero of the week goes to one of my buddies, old man. Uh, so I got hit in January in my truck. And it oh, right, right. I saw the pictures. Yeah. And so the kid's insurance company sent me money to get the bumper fixed. I'm like, fuck it, dude. Like, I'll just buy a bumper myself, get it painted, put it on myself, probably save a couple hundred bucks, and I get to pocket some change. And then I was like, but he hit me really fucking hard, so maybe I should probably just get this done correctly. So I brought it to my buddy's dad's place. They checked it out. It, like, bent the frame a little bit. I had to get a new uh, – tow hitch all these different things and because i've been helping out with everything so they fixed that 
good. And then he did a little bit of work for me and he fixed, dude, he fixed my whole truck. So shout out to him. A plus the thing is so pretty now. It's such a pretty girl. Wait, if it's, if the frame was bent, isn't it automatically totaled? No, maybe the frame wasn't bent. There was something weird in the back. Yeah. But if the frame's bent, I think it's an automatic totaled. Well, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. It must've been something else. So shout out to my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful truck. I love that thing. So. Zero. Do you have a uh, zero? Uh, been pretty fucking positive, dude. Honestly, I guess ma- probably myself. I have a, a dual quad strain right now. I can't run. <laughs> like that fucking sucks. And That's like cool. I just keep playing. And like when I play, I can't not run. So then I just repull it again, dude. I literally can't run. And we played softball yesterday, and I hit a ball past the first, past the first and second. I pushed up all right, ground ball, get to first. There's a girl playing right field, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go to two. They threw it by another girl, so went to the thing. So I, in between second and third, I get myself in a fucking pickle, dude. I can't run. <laughs> and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So I'm running back and forth. They overthrow it at third. I get the third, and I realize the catcher went to help out with the pickle. There's nobody covering home. I had it inside the park, like, with eight-error home run. So nice. nice. hero the fact that I'm hobbling around like Jake Taylor on Major League. So. Uh, my zero, I listen, I love this guy, but he's my zero. God damn it. Fink it, it, the, the way, the way you dress on the ice, I think I might run you in fucking warmups. Yeah, I, and I hope, hope, hope that he's a bender because if he's really good in dresses like that, then there's nothing you can do. Yeah. But if he's bad and dressed like that, I'm going to chop that stick right out of your hand every time we're in a face-off circle. Fink's trying to go to Finland. Did you see this? I saw that. I saw that. Good. I hope he does go to Finland. And listen, I know he loves to rile everybody up with his yellow laces and his fucking visor and his sunglasses and everything else. But God damn it. Fuck you, Fink, the way you dress. He really kind of brought his gear to Finland. He should wear 69. I mean, at this point, you might as well wear 69. Or double zero tits, dude. Or 99. You know, he's got to wear it a, a more obnoxious number than seven. Even that. 77, I'd be annoyed. <laughs> okay, how dare you wear Ray Bork's number? All right. That was our Heroes and Zeros. This is going to be a quick podcast. Brownie's shaking right now. Uh, three stars. <laughs>
besides my grandfather. So if you were to take a list of all Canadian hockey players, yeah. <laughs> we're just going to do forwards. What team would he be on? Do four words? Forwards. Like, oh, where would I put he's, he's a flame? No, I mean, in terms of you were to take all Canadian hockey players yeah. and make super teams. First what? line right wing. He, he, there's no way he makes the first team. You think he makes no. the first team? Yes. Out, outside of your like stroking him off. A regular person, do you think he makes the first team? He does everything on the ice. He plays 200 feet. He has the shot. He has the tenacity. And he'll punch your teeth down your throat if anyone looks at him cross-eyed. He I is think... the full package. He's the perfect human. All right. Can I, you guess, imagine? It's, I guess it's how you want your team designed and shit. I, I guess this is more of like points and like shit like All that. All right, so this so is what we'll do. Oh, oh, we have two things. This is what we'll do. For the next podcast, I want your top – Give me your four lines of all Canadian forwards. All okay. time. And I'll do the same. We'll talk about that in the next podcast. And do you have do you have my order yet? Um Cheesy Gordy to Crunch. Hold on. Should I be writing this down? I'll text it to you. All right. Uh Cheesy. All right. So this is what we're gonna do. Are you doing it this weekend? I don't know. It'll be it'll be like if not over the weekend, it'll be like Wednesday when I my wife is staying. I'm coming. I'm going down the beach for like three days, and I'm coming home to work, and she's staying down there with my daughter. So it'll be one of those three or four days when I'm here by myself, and I can destroy both bathrooms. That's gonna be a big order. Like, like that humble, like that humble brag that I have two bathrooms. <laughs> she's ready to crunch a volcano burrito, a crunch wrap supreme, volcano, and a Baja blast. Yeah, the volcano menu just came back. Shout out to Fink for reminding me about that. The volcano burrito sounds like it's gonna hurt on the way you're out. Gonna, you're gonna need both bathrooms, bud. That's a lot, right? Is that a big? Is that a huge meal? A, it's a pretty big order, yeah. But if you're gonna do it, do it right. Oh my god. Well, put it this way: I will order all these four things. I will sample everything, and I will do my best to take them all down. But I might not be able to eat all that. That's fine. The chickens will eat it. Oh my god, can you imagine if I don't if I can't finish and I give it to the chickens and they snub it? <laughs> That'd be kind of a rough look for me. That would be a rough look for you. Dude, I can't believe that I've lasted this long without having Taco Bell and I'm gonna do it because of the fucking Vegas Golden Knights. <sighs> the misfits. Well, guys, that was a 45-minute podcast. Thank you guys for that's your me. dream. That's been your dream for years. It is. Brownie, what else you got? Anything? Nothing. We will see you guys. We're going to enjoy our 4th of July's respectively, safely. Everyone out there, don't blow your fingers off. Uh, we will be back after Free Agent Frenzy at some point next week. We'll have another podcast out for you. Ooh, and I got a surprise for you possibly in the next podcast. Okay, cool. I like surprises. Nice surprise. Yep. And as always, God bless you, Jerome McGinla. Your birthday is a national holiday for our country, and I'm trying to incorporate it here as well. Did you just say our country? I said an entire country. Okay. And yes, I'll say my country. Oh my god, dude. All right, guys. <laughs> Canadian flag down here. I'm looking around. We'll uh we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.